Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you feel like your life is stuck in a rut, this is the show for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon is going to join me as we have a conversation with therapist, coach, and psychologist, Rob McPhillips. Rob is joining us from the UK as he is the host of his own podcast called Honest Talk about heartbreak, dating, and relationships. He helps people get past the fears, stresses, and confusion that comes with the dating game, uh, whether you're married or not. Now, if you're married, we're hoping you're dating people that, you know, you're married to. Um... Now, if you're not, maybe you're newly divorced or you've just always been single, this episode is also going to help you navigate those waters so that you can get past all that confusion about how do I know if this person's right for me? How do I know if this relationship's going somewhere? How do I know I'm going to be be bringing my, my A game to this relationship? So sit back and relax, unless you're driving. In that case, get to where you're going in one piece as we have that conversation with Rob about what makes a good foundation for a great relationship. Here we go. Hey, Brandon, welcome back to the show. How have you been? Uh, not great. I got to take a break for a little bit, so I'll be back in about 30 but, minutes. But we just we just started. Okay. Well, I guess I can hang out then. <laughs> All right. Good, because uh, we have Rob calling in from the UK, and it'd be kind of a terrible waste of his time if he just took off right now. So, um, We love the UK. Yeah. We voted for all the royal family. I don't know if there's an election. How do they get there? Oh, well. <laughs> I think they're either born into it or they marry into it. I think that's how that works. Okay, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> so, Rob, how are you doing, and how's the weather there in the UK? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, the weather's picking up. Uh, so we, we did invite Rob on because he is the host of a show called Honest Talk About Heartbreak, Dating, and Relationships. And we connected through a Facebook group called Podcast Movement. And every so often, Jared Easley throws it open. He has a thread that says, hey, if you're looking for guests, throw yourself out there, what your show's about. If you're wanting to be a guest on somebody's show, throw yourself out there. And at some point, Rob's name came up and he had connected with somebody who uh, had a relationship show. And then I saw – because I look at the whole thread because our show has so much variety to it. Yeah. And I saw Rob. I looked up his show. I listened to a few episodes. And then I reached out to him. I said, Rob, uh, can we get you on the show? And he was like, yeah, go for it. And so I DM'd the, uh, the link to him. He signed up and I told him the plan. So this episode, we're going to focus on uh, relationships for the single guy. So maybe you were married at one time or maybe you've never been married. But – deep down or maybe not so deep down, you, you want to be married. You want to be in a relationship. You're looking for companionship and you're struggling in that area. Maybe that's the rut you're in. And I was like, well, I know a guy now who helps people get out of that rut of being single. So how do you get into the dating game? How do you you know make it work for you? How do you know when that's not a relationship to pursue? So um, that's not all one question to answer right away. I'm just uh, <laughs> it's a long lead up to say, hey, Rob. Hey, Rob, how are you? No. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell us more about how your show helps people get out of that rut. Okay, so um, my podcast is, uh, as you said, the Honest Talk is about um, heartbreak dating and relationships. So the big problem um, that people have is that nobody's really talking honestly about their relationships. You know, you've got these kind of Facebook and Instagram lives that people show their perfect, the perfect family, how everything's perfect for them. 
So people feel a sense of shame. Like if things aren't going well, they feel like I can't tell them that because it looks like I'm, I'm bad. And people feel that their a judgment of themselves is how their partner treats them. And so if they feel like their partner's treating them badly and they feel that they can't tell anyone because that means they must be a bad person. And so there's so much of this like living up to the image and, you know, so people see other couples and they think, well, they're a perfect family, they're mm-hmm. a perfect couple. They're so in love. And then two weeks later they're, they're broken up and they're like, why? I didn't see that coming. So honest talk is about, just being able to talk honestly. Um, so I also have some like physical meetup groups where people can just talk about, you know, whatever, anything in that area. And it's just the ability to be able to talk to someone without the filters. Because if you talk to friends and family, sometimes if you talk there, it's going to change the way they treat the other partner. It's going to change their relationship and it, it changes the whole dynamic. So people can't talk honestly. So honest talk is about talking about all the things that people might not say to their friends or they might not show, say in their social persona. So that's really what it's about. What what caused you to want to start this podcast and kind of start down this journey or, or maybe what qualified you to do that? Okay, so it's been, it's been a long journey. So I, when I was about 20, which you can see is a long time ago, I set up a, a gym and I was like, right, I mean, how, how do I make this work? Exercising and diet. Nobody, I trained as a nutritionist, nobody was sticking to it. So then I was like, well, what happened? Like, like why aren't people sticking to the, to the diet? Well, they need the motivation. So anyway, I, I got into therapy and um, I started helping people. And to cut a long story short, I went and studied psychology and I specialized in happiness. Um, and the, the thing that everyone wanted to talk about, the reason they weren't happy was their relationship. It was like after breakup, it was um, something like that. So, so your podcast is about, you know, um, beyond the rut. But when, when I see people is when they're in pain and it's pain that takes people to get out of the rut. And so, so it's really about solving those problems, helping people get out of the pain and live the kind of life, which is the same kind of thing that, that I think you're doing in a slightly different way. I, I find it interesting, too, the concept of happiness is, is a journey. It's not an event. You know, too many times we put all the pressure on either a first date or the wedding or whatever, not realizing that's a moment in time where you may or may not be happy, but it's that journey that really same thing with exercise or diet. It's a journey, not an event. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, and and if you, if you focus on trying to be happy or you you focus on trying to feel love or whatever, that's when it's not going to work. Um, It's, it's the process of losing yourself in that journey. Right. I I really, and kind of in tuned with that concept because, you know, a, we're, comparing ourselves to other people mm-hmm. so we're faking it to impress people who are also faking it so eventually you just get one big fake world and everybody's trying to impress each other and we're impressing people we probably don't even like that much yeah but understanding that journey is a process so getting healthy won't happen overnight but it's a lifelong process getting healthy in relationships is a mental and spiritual kind of thing where would you say it's better if you're happy with yourself first or how does that, how do you recommend people start that kind of journey? Um, yeah, d- definitely. Um, a relationship, 
a relationship takes two happy people. So many people get into a relationship because they think that the relationship is going to make them happy. And what happens is they have nothing to give to the relationship. And so the relationship becomes unsustainable. You need to have two independent people who are both happy. So, um, so I think kind of what you, you, part of your question, if I'm getting it right, is should you be happy first and then date or should you date in the, in the course of trying to be happy? Right. If I'm, um, it all depends. If you need a relationship, then you probably need to resolve that and need to, to be able to be on your own. If you can be on your own, um, then some of the obstacles that you're going to find in the course of finding a relationship are going to be things that you need, like you can't. So a lot of people will take, like I'm going to take time off and I'm, I'm not going to date anyone, but they don't actually really do that much work on themselves yes. <laughs> because they don't really know what to do. And so all, all they do is they delay the time. And then when they get into the relationship, then they still have those obstacles. Oh, so yeah. sometimes you have to heal moving forward. You heal as the things come up, but it depends. It depends. Like if you can't, if you really can't be on your own, then you need to heal that first. Um, it, it's just a relationship there is to enhance your life. And you need to understand that happiness comes from you. If, if the happiness comes from the relationship, it's not going to be sustainable. You're going to drain the other person and it's not going to last. What would you recommend to somebody who's maybe coming out of a relationship or is kind of starting that I'm pulling back and I'm going to take a break from dating or being in relationships for a while? What, what would that period look like for you? What would you recommend they do? Okay, that, that that's perfect for me because I'm working on um, for me for me there's um, 15 steps like from a real toxic relationship to heal to that to healing from a breakup to um, then I, what, there's a period of what I call the cultivation time and it's like being relationship ready so it's all the things so that you're perfectly ready because relationships are difficult they bring up jealousy they bring up anxiety they bring up all these different issues and if you're not emotionally stable if you're not emotionally resilient then and you don't know yourself then you're not in the position um that you're not going to be able to cope with the relationship it's, you know, it's going to drain so much from your emotional that it's going to cause instability it's going to raise your anxieties and it's going to blow up the relationship relationship so what would they do is it's free free real things in that cultivation self-awareness you need to know who you are so so many people especially like after it's a toxic relationship they've tried to please the other person and they've and, and they've lost themselves so they they lost themselves in the relationship they don't know who they are you need to know who you are you need to know what makes you happy you need to know the, the, the what the right it's not it's about the right people so the right person in a relationship, the right people that you work with so that you can thrive. It's knowing yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, your vulnerabilities, your fears. Um, it's self-acceptance. You then need to be in a state where you feel good about yourself, where you love yourself, where you like, have integrity and you feel proud of the person that you are. And then it's about self-expression. It's being, being able to share to know for yourself and to be able to put in words to share with others what you're about. And so then, then the next kind of layer is about attracting people um, and getting into a relationship. I like that. Not focus on just being out of a relationship, but build on it, work on it while you're off yeah. in a sense. I'm still thinking about 
the whole idea of like social media and the comparison game that comes up because we really are just seeing the highlight reel of yeah. somebody else's life. And then as you've both said, what we wind up doing to respond to that is we create our own highlight reel, which over time starts to become a fake highlight reel. And then you start to create that, I guess, cognitive, cognitive dissonance. Yep. I'm going to throw a fancy word out there. <laughs> I might be using it correctly. I might not. Uh, however, like we are putting something out there. We're projecting something about ourselves that we ourselves either a don't believe or know not to be true at this point. And then, um, just past that, you guys mentioned the importance of being happy on the inside first, being healed and whole as a person before you even dive into that relationship. And I think both of those are very important, especially for somebody who's struggling to find somebody to date and have that dating relationship work out. I don't really have a question. I just <laughs> wanted to sum up my observations based on what you both have said so far. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. I'd really like to to make a point on that. And I I really like the way that you summed it up because my whole ethos, the whole basis is basically build on truth. The problem with relationships is that they're not built on truth. It's, the problem is that there's, even within the relationship, there is misinterpretation, like things that aren't said, like lack of communication. Um, and then the problem of dating um, is often just a lack of truth. Which yeah. makes and when sense. You build on truth, it, and when you build on truth, it's sustainable. Um, you know, like the, I don't know if you've ever read that like course in miracles It's I, I really like the, the opening to it. It's, it's nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal can survive something along those lines. And, and that's basically what it is when, when, when a relationship or, or business or anything, anything is based on something that isn't true, whether it's a lie or, or, or just not awareness of, of honesty, there's, um, it, it's always going to crumble sooner or later. Right. And, and it makes sense because you think of a first date, you're wearing clothes you don't normally wear. You're probably going someplace you don't normally go. And then you're acting in a way that's not normal either. So the first date, the foundational part is almost built on a complete lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I guess from there, you either reconcile those differences and get to a point of truth or what probably commonly happens is you start doubling down on the lies. And I know a couple like that, uh, very close to my wife and I, who their dating relationship was built on a lie and built with a lot of, let's ignore the real stuff and just (laughs) focus on the the fancy things I saw on your dating profile and the things I see on your social media. Well, now they've been married for a few years. Turns out he's a bit of a sex addict and he's had a couple (laughs) of extramarital affairs and they've had some kids together and, 
so everything from the outside looking in, when you look at the facts, it's like, why are you two together? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to reconcile this? But rather than them facing the real truth, they just keep doubling down on the fantasy and doubling down. And when you really look at both of them, they are both completely miserable in their marriage. And it's like, wow, like if they just were upfront and honest and brave and courageous to really face that in the beginning, uh, maybe that would have saved a lot of heartache later on. How much, how important is it to really get down to the nitty gritty of who it is you're dating uh, early on? So you're not committed to this kind of thing later on. Um, for me, for me, the, <laughs> the process, the process of dating um, is. So, so I want to go back to something Brandon said earlier. Is like, um, well, what was it exactly you said? But it, it was about um, the pressure in dating is that you have to make like people are making, they're trying to make it, they're putting a lot of pressure and they have to make it, you know, like you have a first date and, and they're going to that first date and they're trying to make a, a judgment. Is this someone I can be in a relationship yeah. with? So for me, um, the whole process of dating is that you have to, you have to find, you have to get to the truth and you're not going to get to the truth straight away. It's going to take you six months to a year to know who someone is. Right. But, but the big the big problem, and I think particularly for men, is that so many men focus on, okay, it's really interesting, but if you, you know, like you look at women and you look at, and I have groups that have mixed and, you know, the honest talk groups and um, men are so swayed by looks. Um, and so it kind of blinds them to the qualities. And so six months or a year or two years or five years, they suddenly realize that they can't live with someone who has certain qualities. Right. But they, they were so blinded, like, oh, she's so pretty. And, 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 and they think like she's, they're, they're better and above their league. And, and so they're, they're quite happy to let the relationship go. Um, but yeah, what you need to do is watch what people do. Don't listen to what they say, because as you say, like the whole dating profile and things, they're all based on lies. Like every, almost every dating profile is pretty much the same. Everyone yes. loves walking on the beach. Everyone's into their fitness. Everyone does exciting things. Um, but you, yeah, you just need to watch what people do, not what they say. Um, and you watch how they treat other people. And it's about, but be, even before you go dating, you need to have a vision of the relationship that you want. Because it, what happens is people go into a relationship and, and they get into a relationship because, well, she's pretty or, you know, he's, he's smart and he's got a good job and he's stable or he's they're good with kids. And they get into a relationship for that reason, but they don't really know uh, the kind of relationship they want to be in. And so five years later, they're in a relationship and they go, well, this does, really doesn't work for me and I'm really not happy. I'm just so miserable and I think I'd rather be single. So you need to know what kind of, you know, like, what kind of life you want and what kind of a relationship is going to be in that. And then it's not about having a checklist of, you know, they've got to have this, they've got to have this. But you need to have someone that has the certain qualities that you can live with that are going to match to the kind of relationship and the relationship climate that you want to be in. And I mean, for, for, for starters, like, like the number one thing that you can't negotiate with is someone has to have integrity. 
if they're not honest and, they're, and, they, and they don't have integrity, there's nothing you can do with that. Right. There's other, there's other aspects, you know, people might have weaknesses and maybe you can work through them. Like often you can't, but maybe, maybe in the right trust and the right relationship. But if someone doesn't have integrity, you've got no basis. Um, and so there's, there's, there's nothing you can ever change about that. Right. And sometimes we overlook that. It's like, you know, I know he kind of lied about this or he did this or she did that, but I'm going to overlook that and move forward. And Mm -hmm. for me, I try to tell people that that's because you don't know your true self and you don't know what you want. So you're willing to compromise. You know, you don't go to a car lot with one car in mind and then buy something completely different because you know what you want, but we don't do that in dating life. I love the title of your uh, book, First Face North. It's like you need to know where north is before you can figure out where you want to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what made you uh, come up with the concept for the book or especially the name for it? Actually, that was the that was the designer when um, because that that book was I used to publish it online. It was the thirty two building blocks to happiness, um, and it was actually a reader and and someone who who became a client who who kept on at me to publish it as a as a actual book. Um, and then we went through a process of of having it designed because it's and it's designed along a theme, which is he's done a great job. It's like beautifully designed. But he he looked at it and he, he he said it's like navigational and it's it's like the first thing in finding your way is you need to look towards where you're going, um, and so that kind of is is the theme. I hadn't put it in that words, so that came from the designer. But that that was basically the idea: like know where you're going, and then you start navigating towards where you want to be. Right, and if you can't figure the north part out then it really doesn't matter where the other ways are because you're never going to be going in a true direction and i i I like how you say also that you know we have this concept of what we think life should be but what it really is and that that's really where the clash comes in of how do we manage that i want you to be this but really you're this and and but I'm not being honest about my perceptions. I want to live someplace or this how many kids I want or whatever it is. How do you walk couples through or maybe people that are already married now or in a committed relationship? What do they do now since they're already in it to maybe get back to that true north? No, well that's interesting because it that reminds you know when you say that it brings to mind there's a joke um of where an Irishman is asked the directions um, to go to somewhere, and, you know, like, and and so they pull over, they ask him, and they say, "How'd you get to here?" And he said, "Well, you go up there." You go, no, 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 and then you go, you go up there, you go, you go. He said, "Do, do, do you know what? Do you know if if I was you, I wouldn't even start from here." Um, <laughs> and and that's it. You see, so you need to know where you are, and you need to know where you want to be. So for a, so for a couple who are already in a relationship, what do you do? It's always the answer for everything is always you've got to get strip it back to the truth because what what the prob- the biggest problem that people have in relationships is that they're not so I talk about the hard landscape and the soft landscape and so the hard landscape is the facts the reality so these are the things that happen like so, for example, if someone's left the, to- the cap off the toothpaste, that's the facts. They've left this cap off the toothpaste. 
Now, the soft landscape is we we can't deal with facts. We have to make wrap all the facts into a story because that's the way that it, it has any meaning to us. And so what we do is we make stories continuously. And so what happens within relationships is people are making up the story. So the caps off the toothpaste, and I, I keep telling them about that, and it means he doesn't care about me. Why would he do that? The only reason he would do that is because he just doesn't care. He's just trying to wind me up. And so there's this, this story goes on. And so then they get into an argument and they get into an argument based on the stories in each of their heads, which are different. And because there's a mismatch between the stories and the reality, between the stories of, of both people and, and the actual reality, what's happening is when you know, people argue over the stupid things like, you know, clothes left on the floor or a toothpaste, but they're not really ar ar arguing about that. That's, they're really arguing about, you really hurt me because I don't really feel that you love me because you did this, or I feel like you betrayed me on this. And there's these deep wounds, but they're wounds that people don't really want to talk about because they feel shame, because they feel betrayed, because they feel they have a fear of abandonment. And so what happens is they talk in the stories and they're not really, they're, there's a, like nobody's really going to get that emotionally charged about the cat being off the toothpaste or the clothes being on the floor. People are getting really emotionally charged about something that's really deep, but they don't want to talk about the thing that's really deep because that's scary. And so what they're really going to argue about is some nitpicky thing, but they, what they're really saying is I'm scared you don't care about me. And so what, couples need to do is they need to just be really honest and so we've talked a lot about how people live false lives or how people even within relationships are honest and what it's really about is there's really three core wins there's shame betrayal and abandonment and these wounds cut so deep that it's kind of like when someone feels ashamed, they just want to skip over it. They don't want to talk about it. And so for me, the, the, the perfect analogy is recently I saw the remake of The Lion King. I don't know if you're familiar with The Lion King story. Yes. So, so basically the, um, there's the evil uncle and he's manipulating things and then there's the king and then it's the son and, and, and the uncle wants to be king and he's kind of plotting in the sidelines because he's not strong enough to to fight him straight off. And so what happens is there's an, an event and he misleads the, the son into this dangerous area. The dad has to come and rescue him. Um, the, the dad rescues him and he doesn't, the son kind of sees the dad die, but he doesn't realize it's the uncle that's kind of doomed him. And he thinks it's because of him. And that, that kind of shame that people feel it's like so deep that they, they've done something so bad that means that they're bad. And so people often feel that. And so then what happens is like the, the evil uncle Scar comes along and says like, oh, nobody's gonna, everyone's going to hate you. Nobody's going to believe you. Nobody's going to want you back. The best thing you can do is run away. And so he runs off. So Scar, get, the evil uncle, gets to be the king. And, but that's really what people do. When you feel that shame, when, you, when there's something that you feel so deep about that you, you're scared to talk about it, that's when you become open to manipulation and that's where relationships become manipulative and controlled. And it's because you, you 
get away from truth. And so when people aren't talking in truthful, it's not about a lack of communication skills. It's about the emotional ability to face the truth. So that's kind of a long answer, but it's really about getting back to the truth. It's all The answer is always in the truth. I'm glad you brought that up too, because I used to do work with a battered women's shelter as a community educator. And one of the things that we do find that abusers do over and over and over again is manipulate that shame that the other person has, or they plant the seed of shame in there that wasn't there before, and then start to build on that and water it. And before you know it, this happy, confident woman or man um, is all of a sudden this like timid, shy, broken person who's cut off from the rest of the world. And then that scars them because even if that person got away from that abusive relationship or toxic relationship, they've got to be able to face that truth and and come to a point of rebuilding themselves and who they really are before they can actually find success in the next relationship. Otherwise they just find themselves back in, in another toxic or abusive relationship. That's where the Mm -hmm. uncle's name scar came from. It scarred him. So yeah. I'm I'm also just happy we found a way to incorporate the Lion King into an episode of ours. That's so amazing. And your analogy, Rob, is you know maybe we don't have that uncle scar. Scar. So what we we put ourselves in that position. We start speaking to ourselves in a way that makes that manipulation even easier and deeper. Oh yeah, there's a phrase you've used, Brandon, that. If somebody else talked to the way talk to you the way you talk to yourself, yep. you'd punch them in the face. You'd punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. so yeah, self talk is, is very important as well. Yeah, and, and and with that as well, it's like all conflict, all external conflict begins with inner conflict. So it's conflict only hurt you know, we only respond to thing because it, it we're insecure about it anyway. Something that we're secure about uh, doesn't bother us and so um yeah it, it's all about your relationship with yourself first and i know you have various meetups around that you you will meet and talk about these kind of things and i noticed you have one coming up on ego how how does ego play a role in almost every relationship we have hey good one uh, uh it's it's just enormous um so basically, if, if you're not living from the truth, if you're not living, uh, just accept, accepting the truth as it is, then you're living from um, this kind of fic- fictional story, this story that you're telling yourself. And that's all about ego. It's, it's about, so, so, I mean, we, we talk a lot about relationships and there's a the real struggle and there's real struggle between um, the difference and the mismatch between men and women's uh, um, view of relationships and their understanding of relationships. And for a man, so, so there's some research that um, researchers asked men and women, would you rather be alone and unloved or um, feel inadequate and disrespected no yeah feel inadequate and disrespected or alone and unloved and 73 percent, 73 74 percent of men said they'd rather be un, alone and unloved and an equal number of women said they would rather be inadequate and disrespected wow. and Man. so 
for men, it, it's re- it, for men, the challenge in relationship is really about overcoming your pride, overcoming. So I also deal with a lot of couples that maybe 20 odd years in, um, perfectly happy couple that they've had, you know, the kids are grown up and whatever. And then suddenly the man goes off with someone else. And we usually what it's about is about 20 odd years in your kids, your wife doesn't look at you like on a pedestal. They, they don't think you're amazing. They just think you're just dad. You're just your husband, you know, um, they're not looking at you like that. Whereas men, really need to feel want to feel respected and they want to feel they're important. They want to feel that they matter. And so what often what happens, they're like 20 odd years into this relationship. They feel like nobody thinks I'm special anymore. And then suddenly like someone they work with, especially if it's someone younger and they can show things. And, you know, when you see people in a, in a, in a few hours in a, in a, in a office or that, and they, they're quite powerful and they're quite um, respected and skilled they're kind of looking at with a bit of awe and and suddenly they feel that respect and they feel like this person thinks I'm, you know, I I feel a real man because this person's looking at me like I'm a real man. And so they'll leave like a happy relationship for something that will last three months, six months or a year before the other person suddenly realizes, well, you know, you're a bit older than me. I don't really want (laughs) to stick around that long. Um, And then the, the man's like, I was a fool. Why did I, why did I leave it? And, and it's something that men, this is particularly for men in a relationship. You need to understand that um, the reality is none of us, you know, all of us are special and none of us are special. We're all, you know, you need to have the humility um, of not needing to be special. And that's about the ego. That's about, you got need to manage your ego and recognize that, you know, when people live with us 20 odd years, we're going to, we're just going to seem like a normal person. Right. And it kind of goes back to uh, our original start of this podcast, talking about being something we uh, are not, you know, this kind of fake, I'm pretending to do something to impress you. You're pretending to impress me. That's really the workforce relationship too, because you're, chances are you're dressed different than you would in normal life. You act different because you're at work. And so we got a bad perception of who somebody really is. Yeah, exactly. It's and, and so this is why it's so important that you've got to accept yourself. You've got to feel. So a lot of people will get into a relationship. I said about people, men particularly get into a relationship with a pretty girl and they'll think, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm batting above. Oh, she, she's she's so attractive that like I just want to keep this relationship. But really, um, there's something what I call the unconscious contract, and it's like you get into a relationship and you think this is what I'm getting, and so this is where people get into a relationship thinking that they're going to get something that will cover some weakness or vulnerability in themselves, and so that later they get into a relationship. And then they realize that the price that they're they're paying of what the other person wants from them is more than they would have got into. So it's being aware of 
what you have to give in a relationship and so that you feel a confidence of why people want to be in a relationship so that you feel secure and you don't feel like you need to control people. You don't feel like you need to manipulate or, or something to, to make someone love you, but just an acceptance of who you are, that you're lovable as you are. You don't have to change that. You just have to share your vulnerability. Um, and so I think that that's really key to relationships. That's such a great point. So if people want to uh, get involved with these meetups and find out about your your podcast and teaching, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me, it would be um, my my, uh, uh, my website is relationshipgpsproject.com. And so there, there's a... Um, uh, mailing list and and of different um, topics and, and blog posts, um, and uh, so we're not currently doing online meetups, but that is planned f- uh, to to come up. Um, but just really, there's a contact page, or my email is um, about relationshipgpsproject.com. And if anyone's got a question, to ask me there. There's also a Facebook group. Uh, links are from the website to um, there's an honest talk about relationships uh, Facebook group. Um, and I'm on Facebook, uh, Rob McPhillips. And just to um, message me uh, any questions they have um, or anything I can help them with. Sounds great. Well, we'll definitely put all of that stuff in the uh, show notes and you'll have links to everywhere you need to go to get a hold of Rob and figure uh, out how you can either participate in a meetup if you're in the UK area near Cambridge, or if you're not, then uh, eventually maybe there'll be some online meetups that you can take part in. And we will get all of that in the show notes so we can get people connected to you. And thanks, Rob. We really appreciate you uh, joining us all the way from the UK. I hope you have a great weekend and uh, thanks a lot. Thank you. It was really a pleasure to talk to you both. I think it's really important what you're doing is um, that so many people just go through life in a rut and, you know, on autopilot. And I, I think people do need support and just to be aware that there's, there's more out there and, and so they can break out. So thank you. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 209. There you'll find links to Rob's website, the Relationship GPS Project, as well as a link to his podcast, and that is the first season of Honest Talk about heartbreak, dating, and relationships. Now, the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. Now, no one's actually told us that they've shared our show with their neighbor across the street who they don't know very well, but you might be the one. Maybe this is your day where you're going to go across the street and say, you know what, you look like a lonely person. Listen to this podcast from Beyond the Rut po- you know, the team at Beyond the Rut. Brandon and Jerry, they're funny guys. They got this great uh, therapist and coach on the show, Rob McPhillips. I think you need it. Yeah, we don't know each other, but go listen to this. You know what? That's probably not a good idea. But anyway, share this with somebody you think will enjoy it. Share it on your social media, and somebody somewhere is going to find value in this. We're so glad you joined us this week, and we're looking forward to you joining us again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care.
You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.